Howdy everyone, uh, another episode of Cam and Jordan today, we're absolutely pumped to have uh, Jordan Payne on as our very first guest, welcome Jordy. G'day, g'day, thanks for having me boys. I wonder how this is going to go if Cam sort of addresses Jordy if one of us are going to try and reply at the same time <laughs> or what's going to happen. JB and JP. Yeah, that could work. Brown dog some, and big jump. I had someone reach out to me today and be like, are you the Jordan in the Cam and Jordan? I said, no, that's, that's not... <laughs> that's not true no one's already clicked onto that <laughs> you're trying to be nice big job how's things with you oh uh, very good mate very good pretty steady still in lockdown obviously so not much to report on but pretty keen to crack on with this mm, now what everyone would have listened to before our wonderful voices started talking was our impressive intro geordie thanks for that legend hey you're so welcome it was my absolute pleasure and I love our country music. Uh, <laughs> a common, common, common denominator there, man. Yeah. How did you feel trying to live up to the great man Luke Combs? Man, I tell you what, you you definitely cracked the pressure on me. I was uh, <laughs> nervous on the old guitar when I pulled it out, but uh, mate, any opportunity to play some Luke Combs, I just hope I did it justice. What's your favourite song by Luke Combs, Jordy? I, Matt, you just can't go past Hurricane. I love Hurricane. <laughs> oh, that's Fletcher's favourite. I listen to or that or when it rains, it pours. I'm like very much, a, it depends on the type of mood, you know? Like That's a couple of his like traditional, that was a couple of his very first ones. When it's like Saturday morning or Sunday morning, the sun is shining, 10 o'clock and I'm just driving down a country road, when it rains, it pours, is on. <laughs> Both of those songs have like a really good like bang, like they really get you at one point there's this That's unbelievable i want uh i couldn't get it up now but this is unbelievable video i found on tiktok of luke combs going acapella to hurricane with like a bunch of the guys around him and it just That's gives unreal. you chills it's awesome. it's awesome you gotta send it to me i'll I'll, 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 that. I'll have to find that um cam knows more about this than i do but you know we've been sort of running through our uh holistic health stuff george um yeah you know, we've sort of been putting ourselves out there on the socials, uh, trying to get some awareness around the areas that we think that are really crucial uh, in, in sort of a balanced lifestyle. Um, we sort of go through the physical, uh, emotional, spirit, spiritual, uh, mental, social and the business side. Um, I know that they're probably uh, a little bit more than what, than what some people probably associate health with but we think uh, pretty balanced in those areas you're doing pretty well um have you had much thought around those um or do you sort of prioritize any of those in any certain order i mean if you're talking about in terms of a certain order i think you can't go past you know you for me personally um the way i've kind of grown up and the way that i go around things i'm really in touch with like my spiritual health 
I find that when I've got that on on track, everything else kind of falls into place because I have a solid foundation. And then if I had to rank them, um, and I think it all changes depending on the season you're in, but more often than not, it kind of goes, if my spiritual health is good and my emotional health is good, then my physical health is generally good because I have a good sense of identity and my um, and I'm kind of in a, a more mindful and then when I'm more mindful and have a good sense of identity, my physical health is in the right direction. And then when my physical health is good, my mental health is normally good, which means my social health is normally good. And then everything else, like your business, um, just falls into place around that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. interesting. I'll go for a sec there, Jordy. Um, I think that part that just jumps out to me and for everyone out there is how much they actually do affect each other. It's like... You get one right, it can actually impact either in a positive or in a negative way. So even being aware of those different, uh, I suppose we can call them pillars of health, are going to be crucial for how we how we interact with them. That's yeah. a big thing, right? Because you're trying to build that foundation. So if one pillar is like kind of imbalanced, then it's just not going to work. And that's what mm. I found. It's interesting because I reckon I've gone through and probably you both have gone through times where you're really trying to prioritize one over the other because you feel like it's been lacking. You know, yeah. like Cam and I's friendship was built around like our physical element of training. Um, and for a long time, I, I believe that if, if that was in a good area, then everything else would follow. But then sort of the more you get that on track, you realize, oh, I need to jump over here and start to build this one up. Or I'm not being as social because I have to get home because I need to sleep because I'm getting up at this time or whatever. It just sort of, it can be hard to balance. It can be tricky at times. No, um, definitely. Just, George, I mean, you're also doing the, the marathon, um, so which is, which is pretty exciting. Um, uh, for those, obviously, who have who've donated already to us, like, thank you so much for doing that. Our socials are getting filled with uh, generous people donating regularly. So... For those listening now, uh, just the Cystic Fibrosis Charity is one we're supporting, so uh, feel free to donate to that when you can. But how are you sort of finding now that you're prioritising your physical health with that um, marathon training? Is there things that are, are lacking or do you feel like that is enhancing your other areas? Um, yeah, it's that's a great question. I think it's funny when you prioritise your physical health and like all the other elements, because it's not just about running, right? It's about... You've got to do strength training that helps the running. So it's it's not like one hour's worth of training a day. You, you, you have to make time for it. And it's a lot more time than just doing a 45-minute hit class, which is what I was doing before. And I think one thing that has lacked is probably I've had to kind of pull back on my um, my, my social life because I, I'll give you an example. It's like someone was like, can we go for a walk? I'm like, look, I'd love to go for a walk, but I actually need to go for a run. Um, and, it, <laughs> and so my phys, my social life is kind of taking a step back whereas the physical element of it like in terms of you and me have been getting up and going for a run um it's fine we live in the same lga we live across the road from each other but yeah. um we've been going for a run and that's at six o'clock in the morning but it, that's increased my my business um capacity i'm getting more work done so yeah. like you said it's all kind of like a balance. Like I've definitely seen it lacking in some elements, but also pushing other ones forward. Yeah, that's awesome. Really good. Um, we'll sort of move on, 
Geordie Payne, Tim Payne's younger brother. <laughs> um, yeah, you, can, you can see the resemblance, man. <laughs> Good cover drive. Um, we might just try and get a, get to know you a little bit better, Geordie. And yeah, you and please. Both Geordies are, um, if anyone doesn't know, that live across the road from each other now. But um, Geordie, do you want to give us a little bit of background on, on you as a person and your childhood and growing up and, and anything in between? Yeah, mate. Uh, so I originally um, grew up a little bit down the road from here in Campbelltown. I went to uh, grew up in Minto. Um, so for those who've never met me before, you can uh, tell that I am a bit of a mix. I am half um, Fiji Indian and half Australian. Um, so my parents migrated to Australia in the mid '80s and um, kind of uh, moved to Campbelltown and just been yeah been here for the last 24 years, which is been amazing um i love kind of living out in the suburbs and and working in the city so for those of you who don't know what i do i'm a um it consultant super interesting um <laughs> it definitely has its days but uh, but basically what i do is i go into um, companies and uh, implement hate systems so go in um and and migrate everything that they have currently and move it into the cloud and help them understand how to use that and um basically improve the process within that. But yeah, more of a background than me. I grew up in Minto, like I said, um, went to St. Gregory's uh, Catholic College as a high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little rivalry there. Uh, yeah. And then um, went to went to uh, University of Technology in uh, Sydney and did a double degree in business and IT and then uh, landed the job that I'm in at the moment. George, is it awesome. too early? I, I don't know if you've told anyone the exciting news about your job. I did. I haven't. I haven't. No, it's it's uh, definitely time. I've got a week left of my current job. So I have been um, working at a company called Accenture for the last uh, three years um, as a graduate program straight out of uni and have been blessed with so many opportunities. Um, and one of that has been expanding my network in terms of this HR system that I'm working on at the moment. An important element to your social health, Jordy. Uh, yeah, definitely, big time, and um, and and out of that, uh, an incredible job opportunity arose where you know someone approached me and said, "Hey, mate, um, you know we've we've taken that HR system and we'd love it if you'd come over and maintain it for us." And I was like, "Look, you know, I'm loyal. I don't want to leave." And they're like, "We'll double your salary." And I was like, "Stuff." <laughs> <You know? laughs> so uh, yeah, which is an incredible blessing, and um, I, I couldn't say no. So I'll be working at Sydney Uni in about two weeks' time, um, which I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to greatly. Congratulations around that, mate. That's awesome. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, I suppose we'll move sort of closer into what we're here to do is talk about that spirituality element of our health. Um, Geordie, you're a really interesting one. Ken and I have had a few sort of conversations, debates. Um, sometimes it's hard on this topic, probably the only topic in the world we haven't found common ground. Um, Ken was sort of raised through St. Dominic's College, which is obviously through the Catholic system, and I was sort of raised through the, the Anglican system. So you're an interesting one because you've sort of had a bit of both, Geordie. How have you found, I suppose, your rounded knowledge um, around Christianity? I will probably put a disclaimer out there. I am not a pastor or anything like that. <laughs> kind of kind of being in that um, spirit, I guess, sphere of life um, and then being in across multiple different church settings as I've grown up. You know, I've, I grew up 
at uh, Pentecostal church and then kind of went to an Anglican church for a while because I went to um, St. Peter's as a uh, primary school and then obviously Catholic at um, St. Greg's. I think like at the end of the day, the, the, the main element is, you know, Jesus came, he died for us, uh, he rose again. And at the crux of everyone's belief in, throughout those multiple denominations is that, you know, there's one God and we love our God, we love the church and we love people. And, and that is the denominator I've seen across all of them. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's hit the nail on the head there, Jordy. And that sort of leads, I suppose, into the question around, you know, religion is this huge thing. And, and, and I sort of see religion almost like a race, like people sort of put these people into that element. You're over there, you're there. Um, but at the end of the day, the human race is human race, right? We're not sort of breaking up into these elements. The same as, same as religion, like why are, we, why are we sort of breaking up into these different sort of beliefs and systems around that one God or, or Jesus? Like for me, I suppose the question I'm asking you, Jordy, is like what do, you, what do you think of the term religion? Do you mm. agree with it? Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting one because, you know, everybody has their own expression of what they believe and that's basically what it is, right? You know, everyone's taken this, um, this I guess, doctrine that we've received and, and over the years, over time, many like thousands of years um everyone's kind of taken their own expression from it and when it comes to religion i've always me personally i've looked at religion as a you know religiosity is the idea that by following a certain set of rules this makes me a christian mm. whereas i firmly believe that you know to be a christian you i think it says in romans um 10 verse 9 to 10 it says if you believe in your heart that jesus raised from the dead and declare that with your mouth that that makes you a christian i'm definitely paraphrasing that scripture right now um, <laughs> but that is definitely the essence of it and yeah i think you you start living by rules you focus too much on the rules themselves and not the not the person behind it like mm. not and i think christianity is about jesus not just the rules so when you start to focus on jesus and that relationship there they're not so much rules anymore it just becomes a lifestyle mm. that and that's just my opinion. That's yeah, that's awesome. Cam, I remember you telling me some stuff around um, from the Catholic system, which you sort of know really well from school. Um, like there is a, a pretty, like there are a lot of rules set out in that. Something that was interesting that Geordie said was about declaring Jesus as Lord and believing in your heart. Um, but there's some other rules, Cam, that I remember you telling me about like the three levels of three different types of sins. Mm. Can yeah. you jog my memory on that? So there's, <laughs> I hope I'm right, <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> um, so we were taught at school that there's three, um, call it types, or you could call it like levels might be a better word. So there's like mortal sins are like the really bad sins. So that's like um, murder um, for Catholic, like for the faith. It's like not going to church. Um, all those like ones that separate you from God. Then you've got like your venial sins, which are like um, they're sort of in between what the third one is. Is um, oh, I've just gone blank. What's the third one? Minor. They've got to be called minor sins. No, nah, they're not called minor. Um, what are those like last level of sins though? They're like swearing or um, turning everyday your back sins. on someone. Yeah, everyday sins. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the ones that you can that people commit every day even 
even very faithful people commit day to day. But um, I can't believe I forgot what they're called. But what did yeah, you get about all... sex and religion? No, I didn't. I <laughs> It was a bit Geordie, of a touchy subject. I was very close. Jordy, <laughs> did you do religion in year 12? I did. I did studies of religion. I don't remember it too well, to be quite honest, but I, I did studies of religion one. So original things is what it was called, Brownie. That's original? It. Yeah. So, George, like, for an example there, like why, you know, in your opinion, like, we don't know the answer, I'm sure. Like, why does this religion, you know, preach so much about these rules like Cam's talking about? Um, yeah. And then sort of what you said there, not necessarily tied to any religion, but was just one simple element that brings us closer to the Lord. Like, what a, why is that sort of happening? Why are we, why are people trying to bring their own sort of, you know, this is what you have to do rather than let's all just follow that one simple rule. What you said seems pretty simple, right? Yeah, I definitely, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of, you know, a complete uh, uh, denomination, but I, I think um, from my perspective, it's just, you know, my belief is that all sin is equal. Or, you know, there is no one is greater than the other. Sin is sin at the end of the day. And yeah. um, I believe that, you know, Jesus died for all, it, all of our sins. And if we acknowledge that and come before him, that will, that will, um, ultimately be forgiven and to be to be quite honest like god knows our sin you know um i don't think he says you know you've sinned more than somebody else i think at the end of the day he just wants to have a relationship with us and sometimes we get so caught up in we live in a world that is trying to you know compare somebody else compare one to another and you know we can always look at sin at one thing and say hey that's actually worse than what I've done. So that makes you less than me. And I think if you look back over um, history, that's just always been the case. And we've just applied that logic to sin over the years. Whereas at the end of the day, if you look at the word, it's just sin is sin. Um, um, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, I don't think God was like, you know, you swore. So that makes you worse than this person who, flicked his little brother on the ear. Like at the end of the day, it's all one thing. And I think time and perception has ultimately crafted um, this idea that one is greater than the other. Mm. It's, hard, it's hard to like, even for me, who sort of leans more towards your side, Jordy, to gra grasp my head around the fact that, you know, sins like murder or, you know, theft or like rape or anything like that can be in the same bracket as like, swearing you know what i mean like i think no. does it just come down to good versus evil it's definitely difficult to articulate um i think you know for those who are really interested in those topics there's definitely material out there for you to have a look into but i would say that i like god died for it all that's so that's just my understanding and mm. I, you're like it is there is a good way to live and there's an evil way to live um, and when we ultimately, if you look at anyone that have made those choices in life to do those, you know, what we label as, as crazy and pretty evil actions, um, they all spur at a place of constant negative choices that have led to a, uh, ultimately a really bad decision. Mm. 
that answers your question. It's a tough one to answer, you know, without having been a a, a learned um, expert in the field. I've got a question for you, Jordy. Um, on topic and a little bit down another path. So you did Catholic studies at school. How did you feel that influenced your faith or not even faith, but what were you thinking throughout school when they were talking in Catholic studies about um, probably things that you mightn't have heard before? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, I'm pretty open-minded and I think if you, as a person, uh, are closed-minded, you you don't allow yourself to um, really see other people's expression, and 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 you limit your learning ability. And so when I went through high school and was uh, subject to this different type of learning or different type of Christianity, just a different expression, it was interesting to say how. Sorry, it's interesting to see how other people were going about. This Christian, because uh, ultimately that's what it is. It's just everyone's different expression of it. And um, I think the influ- biggest influence that it had on me was just reiterating that um, fact of, you know, I want to live a life where I have a relationship with Jesus as opposed to me doing a certain set of things will ultimately result in my salvation. Um, and so when I went through that journey, I was kind of like, okay, um, you know, I can definitely see the differences here. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely up to someone's personal choices. I leaned more towards the relationship side because um, my denomination, which is Pentecostal, um, has a lot more of a creative expression to it, and it's just something I enjoyed and I felt closer to. And it's funny, like, learning the other way almost made me stronger in this way because I could see, actually, I indefinitely enjoy this more. That's a good That's question, Ken. Because I, I haven't had that Catholic knowledge at all. So, like, my question on the back of that would be, like, is there anything that you took from, like, the, the Catholic teaching that you thought, oh, that's really good, like, I really like that? You know, it's, it's really funny because a lot of the things at the end are the same. It's the same principle. Um, I think what I took from it was the reverence. And the importance on you know being really respectful in in the in in the way I live my life, mm. I think was something that was always taught in my time as like under that Catholic teaching was just like having respect for the word, having respect for the belief, and to kind of merge the two. Not to say that there isn't in um, you know in Pentecostal, but I just think that there it leans so much heavier in the Catholic side of things. And They're very similar- traditional. Yeah, tradition is probably the better word. Um, it's like how can you be traditional but still allow for that creative expression because you, you can definitely see where tradition come, sometimes is so stern that it doesn't allow for any of that. Like, again, can be very closed-minded. And it was like I think that's what I, was, I learned the most is like, okay, I can still be traditional and bring that through and um, be open-minded with it. And merge those traditions into what we're doing now. Mm. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we'll move away a little bit from sort of like the two denominations a little bit and sort of just get a little bit more understanding around like your relationship, Jordy, with with Jesus. Like firstly, how did you sort of find Jesus? What's your story there? 
Yeah, I um, I was definitely fortunate enough to be raised in a Christian home. So both mum and dad um, were uh, volunteers at a local church going way back. And um, I've kind of just inherited that, which has been the biggest blessing because out of that I've learned, you know, the fruits of that, which are a healthy marriage, um, two people who value um, raising good young men. Well, I'd like to say that I'm a good young man, which is good. <laughs> but um, that's kind of been my journey. I've kind of, you know, always gone to church, always gone to Sunday school, which, you know, for those of you who haven't, doesn't make it any different or any less. It's just I've been fortunate to do that, and um, that's been my journey. And, you know, I I guess one thing that I've noticed is that I've been blessed with parents that haven't forced it on top of me. It's yeah. been something they come along and find your own journey. And I think I definitely would say that I didn't, fully um, understand what I was a part of or who I was in terms of my identity in Christ until I was about 13, 14. And, you know, I, I'm grateful to youth camps and part of youth things as I was growing up who were able to shape me and, 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 and guide me as a young man because, you know, we have a lot of questions when we're young. And um, I, I kind of got into volunteering and was able to kind of find my own way and was lucky enough not to have a force upon me. Yeah, yeah that's I, awesome. I was a bit yeah, different. Bro. Like, yeah, I was just like, I don't know about, I was probably similar to Cam. Like, I didn't grow up going to church, didn't grow up going to Sunday school. Like, I was probably blessed and, and you know, all things happened for a reason that I went to, obviously, the school I did. That probably formed the majority of my faith. Like, it was always there, but it was never in the forefront of my mind, and it, I could probably count on my on one hand how many times I went to church before my 18th birthday. So it's interesting. Like, there's definitely no right way, is there, George? No, I think that's the beauty of people is that everybody is different. And I love hearing stories because, you know, there is there's a negative side to someone who has been in church their whole lives. You might hear someone who goes, "I was dragged to church my whole childhood, and I hate it now." You know. Did, doesn't mean it's always the right way you know you, ha- you I think you at some point or another you find your own faith in that time and I found mine through worship um you know I got a part of the uh, I got to volunteer as a part of the what's known as the creative team and um became a local singer at our church and and that was how I found Jesus for myself so you just touched on it there I think Geordie um <laughs> What are you doing now in church at the moment? Yeah, so I go to uh, my local uh, Hillsong Church and um, I'm part of the creative team there, just a volunteer on the uh, on Sundays, which is awesome. Um, and I help uh, lead worship on a Sunday, which is a, the, the biggest blessing and something I love being a part of. And, in, you know, it's definitely taught me more things off the platform than it has leading on a Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I basically I'm just another volunteer on a Sunday who leads worship. <laughs> mm. What do you like so much, Geordie, about the Hillsong compared to other churches you've been to? How come that sort of stuck with you over the past sort of last few years of your life? Um, I think I just love the expression of our church. I think that, um, you know, we have this, I don't want to say saying, we have a, a mantra that, you know, you come as you are. And I think it's the biggest thing for me. I was welcomed as I was and, you know, I was lucky that I came in uh, my whole life. So, but 
new friends that have come through those doors and just been incredibly welcome because nobody's looked at them any differently. Um, so they look at someone else. Like there is no, oh, that person came to church today. It's like, oh, cool. This is Jordan's mate. Or, hey, what's your name? Like, come in. You're just another, you're just a part of the service, you know? And that that's why I love it so much is because you never, then it, you never feel small. You're never made to feel segregated or ostracized for who you are. You're just walking to church, really. And I believe that's how church should be. You should be able to just come as you are. So we're going to get big jugs down when he moves in, moves to Campbelltown in five weeks? 100%, mate, 100%. He's coming with me, um, and uh, I'll, I'll chuck in a few songs just for just for all big jugs. <laughs> yeah, good. Big jugs will be a part of the run club once we really get some numbers. Yes. I can't wait. I can't keep up with you, Brown Dog. Brownie's, yeah, Brownie's quick, man. Brownie is quick. The other day, it's actually really good running with Brownie because I'm, I'm a new boy. Like, if any of my mates listen to this or have seen my um, um, see me over the years, for those of you who knew me through high school, like, it's you would never have thought Jordan Payne would be running a 42-kilometre mat, let alone 10 kilometres. So to keep up with Brownie, Brownie is definitely – but I think we ran 505 the other day, just following you because, like, you're constantly pushing everybody behind you. I think that's just who you are, to be quite honest. I you're think you guys cool. have got to understand that I'm probably 20 kilos lighter. If we're <laughs> going to go vice versa in the gym, you're probably outlifting me in most things. I think we probably. know that for a fact. Yeah. Oh, as long as you know. <laughs> just, not, just, not, just not dips. <laughs> not. Yeah, and chin-ups, nah, no chance. Nah, that, yeah, body weight stuff, I'm all over. Um, Jordy, um, yeah. talking for like people, I'm sure there's people like Cam and I are pretty heavily involved um, in the sporting community, um, obviously cricket specific. Growing up in the sporting community, it's definitely not an area where it's sort of cool, even sometimes acceptable to be like loud about your faith, right? Mm. Um, I know obviously talking to Big Jugs, he's a huge Panther fan. Um, one thing that is pulling me over to the uh, Penrith Panther NRL team is seeing um, Bizarre and Luai like pray before the games and Critter and some of the other guys. Um, like in, in your like experience, like I don't know if you, you've been involved in too many crowds where it's been hard to, to proclaim your faith, but how have you sort of dealt with situations like that? Yeah, definitely. It's an interesting one. You you know, you're going to get scrutiny for anything, really, like let, whether it be your faith or just something if you're vocal about an opinion and someone has a disagreement to that. But um, when it comes to faith specifically, I I think going through high school, I was always very shy. And I always look back on that. And I don't think that was more to do with my faith. I think it has sometimes more to do with who you can be as a person. Um, I think if I look back now, I had a lot of underlying insecurities. Had I have not had those insecurities, I reckon I probably would have been a little bit more outspoken about my faith in general. It's always funny to look back in a situation, you know, the benefit of hindsight is that you can be more, you can be as vocal as you want to be, but that comes down to how confident you are as a person. Um, and like you said, with the Panthers boys, I think um, that in this generation, in the last couple of years, more often than not, that it only takes a few. And um, once a couple role models in the community start to like be a little bit more vocal about it you'll start to see more people talking about it and I think 
just be confident in who you are. If you're confident in who you are and your beliefs, then it, it should just become a natural conversation. I don't think you should be going into any conversation trying to bring others down. I think that's where sometimes um, the negative aspects of things come in is because we're constantly trying to tear somebody else down for their beliefs as opposed to walking into a conversation and, you know, this is what I believe. Let's have a conversation about what you believe as opposed to, hey, you shouldn't believe that. Yeah. I've never come back into something telling them what not to. It's more been a conversation of like, hey, this is what I believe. Um, I, I respect what you do. But, um, yeah, this is, just, this is just who I am. And I think when you go into the conversations like that, it, it makes it a lot easier to talk about your faith. So do you think if the Dragons boys started praying before games, they'd go a bit better? <laughs> I don't think he's going to save us, mate. I think, I think, I think we need a lot more help. We need a better roster. We need, uh, we need more cash income. Yeah, it's, it's, it's shambles right now, mate. So, are you staying loyal, or are you going to jump ship, mate? I'm loyal to the end. I was loyal. <laughs> for, uh, I was loyal for the 31 years before the 2010 premiership. Even in the womb, mate, I was loyal. Um, yeah. I'll stay a little to our next premiership. I think we're in the right direction. I think we this uh, little culture shake-up is gonna is gonna push us into the right direction. They need me on the coaching staff. That's what they need. If I knew Geordie was a Dragons fan, we could have like saved the Zoom call with a little lag and just had this all at Geordie's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, mate. I don't want to watch that game tonight anyway. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get it flogged. <laughs> You're getting beat 20 to 12 with five minutes to go. Great. Can't wait. You know what I'm excited to watch, though? Tomorrow night, the Panthers um, taking on the Roosters. Mm. And then Melbourne Manly. Mm. Melbourne Melbourne Manly Manly. insane. Can't wait. George, are we having a damper tomorrow in front of the game in the theatre room? or? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we will be. I don't want to break any COVID rules. so uh, I'll have a mask on. Yeah, no, definitely. If you've got a mask on, come around. So I suppose what I was leading into with that question, Geordie, about sort of like sometimes being in a position where you're not so comfortable to talk about it, right? Um, like obviously, um, Jesus probably done some wonders for you with your like confidence and things like that. Um, what can he sort of do for others in, in helping people to, to build that confidence? Not so much to talk about it or push it onto others because no one likes that, right? But just sort of be happy enough to when the situation arises to be proud, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I think, you know, I believe in the, the what's known as the fruits of the spirit, you know, and there are some people who are just gifted at being even evangelical. Like I got my brother who's on his way to becoming a pastor and, you know, he'll, he's completely confident. We'll open up a conversation um, he'll sit down and talk to you, not to force it on you, but purely because he just wants to share his expression. Whereas I will kind of go about the conversation if somebody's willing and like not as um, not as forward as my brother is. And I think if you, you aren't as forward about that, there's no, you know, no, Jesus ain't looking down on you being like, why isn't he as forward as X, Y, Z? I think some people are gifted to be that incredibly evangelical person where somebody else might have a different gift. But my encouragement to you would be um, just be firm in what you believe in. And I think it comes back to, and we had a conversation about this a little while ago, Jordy, when we're talking about, you know, it's not necessarily walking into a conversation saying, Hey everyone, I'm a Christian. I think people will ultimately pick up on that by the way you live your life. 
And yeah. the way you live your life and you treat the other people around you ultimately opens the conversation up. That's what I found personally. I found that more people ask me about my faith and open the conversation up for me when they're like, hey, you exhibit X, Y, Z. Where did that come from? Like, why are you like that? And I think that has opened up the conversation to Christianity. So that would be my question to anybody who's kind of feeling a little bit reserved or not quite sure and how to have that conversation is just be aware of what you think the, um, the traits of, you know, Christian living or rights living are, and those conversations kind of naturally happen. Would you agree, George? Yeah. I, I, I mean, for me personally, because, again, I haven't grown up necessarily similar to you, George. Like I go more to uh, other areas where I've seen people like Cam, like our ex-first grade Captain Bomber, guys who lead by example so well in other areas, tend to pull people along. People tend yeah. to, to get the bug and, and they tend to find um you know new questions and and find themselves in new situations because guys like this are leading by example i think that if you're doing right every single day and, and you're exercising those good characteristics as a person then for sure people are gonna say hey like why are you always you know so happy or why are you always you know so positive right. about that and maybe that's when you can sort of lead into to you know well to be honest like i'm so chill because the big dog's got everything upstairs sorted for me like <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just consistency, you know, and like even even now that our worlds have collided, you'll notice that like, and I'll, I've even noticed that I did these things through high school and didn't necessarily have the conversations then, but those conversations are opening up now when I run into those people again. Mm-hmm. And you you're still that person from those years ago. What kept you consistent? What what? Why do you still have those traits now? How did you not become bitter because of the world that we live in? You know, mm-hmm. and. It's Hey, the, my faith kept me, and my hope kind of kept me through that um, those seasons of life, and that's why I'm still here today. And it's, that has always up that has always been the biggest opening of conversation for me. Mm-hmm. Awesome, I got one for you, Jordy. Go yeah, shoot, Cam. Uh, <laughs> so we spoke about, or you spoke about earlier about how a lot of people out there find sort of the path to their faith in different ways. If there are people out there listening to this, maybe what's one thing that they could do now, or not just one thing, but what could they start doing now to sort of grow a connection through their faith? I think people find faith when they stop being too hard on themselves. Mm. It's, it's an interesting one. It's like I think in our generation right now, Everybody is searching so hard to, for an identity, you know, whether that be on social media, um, or social media is probably the biggest one, is we're, we're always comparing and we're always searching. And if, if, if and when people stop allowing themselves to be compared to someone else or, you know, um, searching for that identity and we, and, we, and we stop being so hard on ourselves, we go, okay, cool, I'm lacking something. And we can identify that we probably don't have an identity in something. And if you're searching for something, I would just say, just be open to the conversation. Don't allow yourself to be closed off to it. Um, and I think if you are listening to this and you're just, you want to have that conversation, reach out to me, reach out to one of these awesome guys. I'm sure that, you know, we're all open to a conversation and they will pass my details along. And I think one of the big thing for any other Christian that's listening to this and saying, how can I help my friends? Is just be open to the conversation. Don't, 
be looking to shut down and have grace towards others. Um, mm. Grace towards yourself. Like you don't get it right. You're not meant to be go from zero to a hundred and be a, a, a flipping missionary day dot. You know, that's, that's not me. Uh, mm. I'm better each and every day. Like I think a lot of um, mates who are non-Christian are opposed to it or get a bit afraid to it is because you think that one choice ultimately means your life has to completely change mm. and you have to stand by a certain rules. It's like, no, nah, it's just a daily decision and you, you become a better person because of it. And I think, you know, my biggest encouragement is you will notice that you can never come second by putting others first. Mm. I think that's what stands out for me there, which you sort of touched on is like when you have it within yourself, it makes it a lot easier to go out and give it to others. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like that's the biggest thing. Like, and I've found that my faith has been, has grown exponentially when I just help, when I, it sounds so okay, but like when I'm helping people or encouraging people, like yeah. when you're just a, that's just a good person. That's not a Christian. That's just a, a good human being. Mm. And I yeah, think connecting a few dots, like you said earlier, when you started volunteering in church and then it's kind of like volunteering in sports clubs too. It's like the further you get involved, the more you seem to enjoy it and the more you're willing to give. And yep. then it kind of stems back like that. As soon as you take your first step, you'll be surprised about how many things can actually follow. That was the biggest thing, man. I played teen sports um, growing up. Unfortunately, it was never able to crack the NRL. Uh, <laughs> remotely close to that. But um, it's funny. So many people have the ability to encourage or um, show compassion or show grace or <laughs> what we deem a good human being. But our society doesn't see what's cool that way. And so mm. that opportunity. And, you know, some of my best memories from high school or um, playing team sports, like you said, is when those people would open themselves up and actually encourage me or go along. And I think you allow yourself to become a better human being that way. Mm. It's funny you say that, like the whole cool status, I reckon gets under so many people's skin yet. Like it's like so cool to have faith. Like I know so many incredible athletes, like, Stephen Curry to name one, like one of the coolest guys on the planet who's so open about his faith. Like, and the thing is like what people think God doesn't like it and society might like, you know, drinking or partying or whatever. Once you make that decision to make God the center, it's like all this other stuff becomes so much funner and so much cooler anyway. You know, like I just. Yeah, time. I, I, I can't stress it enough. Like once you find your identity, that way you don't care what the world thinks there is no there is no cool like nothing it sounds weird but like it's everything is just it's it's just normal like it yeah. it normalizes um and 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 releases this stigma of like i need to be a certain thing or a certain image to assert power a certain a certain level of coolness well that's um, that's your currency in school right like your currency is almost your status in school and if you're not if, if you're not cool or if you're not athletic or if you're not academically smart, like where's your currency there? So I think that's why it's very easy from an adolescent age to push like that spiritual element of your health in the background because no one really cares about that. You know what I mean? 
the thing is that that spiritual element is who you are and it sustains you and it will it will continue to sustain you for lifestyle. But if you're constantly trying to uphold an image or some kind of level of societal status, then you're going to be striving and you're going to burn yourself out and create continue to create these unrealistic expectations that, you know, we just can't achieve because we, we make these expectations up based on um, society. And that's the beauty of like, the faith is that you you find a purpose, you find an identity, and you you get this realization or this understanding that I actually don't need any of that to be fulfilled. Mm, that's really cool. Um, that's that's I mean for me, Jordy, like I'm no expert. I know you're no expert. No Cam's no expert. But even just communicating about it just brings you to a new state of mind. You start to learn new things and opens up other questions and stuff like that. Like we could talk probably for hours around this kind of stuff, <laughs> but the, the probably one question I want to ask you before we get on to our gratefuls is um, like Cam speaks about it sometimes with me. A lot of people talk about like the narrow path um, mm. and sticking on that narrow path. Um, I, I just want to ask you, um, you know, we sort of touched on what non-Christians do or, or people who are interested can do to start to get involved but what about those who are already know god have some kind of relationship with god how can they one rekindle and continue to stay that that narrow course that narrow path i think you know the biggest um thing to kind of staying in a certain direction is consistency and it doesn't have to be you know we so often think that to stay on the narrow path to stay right is i need to go cold turkey on a lot of things and and if that works for you mate hands down, I wish I was like you. I wish I could just completely flick a switch and continue to stay on the narrow path for the rest of my life. But the reality is that is just not me. I make mistakes daily um, and, you know, you, you ultimately stumble. And I think what makes uh, this, this journey so interesting and so beautiful is that there's grace for that. Jesus has grace for that. And he's just like, nah. The realisation is that I know you're going to stumble. And you're going to stumble so you realize how much you need me. And it strengthens that relationship when I choose that narrow path. And it's only narrow because the wide path is easy. The wide path is, is just, you know, let's keep stumbling. Let's keep, you know, you keep moving around. You, there's so much room to do junk, really. Whereas a narrow path, you end up being able to continually walk on that because you're making consistent daily choices. And it doesn't, it almost doesn't become narrow anymore. You're just walking in a straight line. And don't realize that, that it is so narrow because you, it's become a lifestyle. Does that make sense? Mm. Don't do what, don't do what's easy. Do what's right. Yeah. Big time, man. Like I think we've, we've, it's just about changing your mindset. Like if you think it's narrow, then you're always going to be looking at the fact that it's narrow. If you look at the fact that, Hey, there's only, I just got to li live my life in such a way that, you know, puts God first, loves people and loves like loves others then it's not the narrow path, it's the right path. And mm. that's what there is to it. Mm. That's good, George. I suppose just to close on that, Geordie, like obviously, like we said, this is the spiritual uh, element of our, of our holistic health. What about if you could narrow it down to like one thing, a couple of things or a couple of words or one word that we can be consistently exercising this area of our health? Do you have anything around that? In terms of like what people could do, like practical? Yeah, even just like you said, a mantra, something that we can continually think of that's going to spark us to exercise this area of our health. You know, 
for those of you, you know, regardless of what your spiritual life is, and obviously we're talking about Jesus, um, I would say the one thing above all is just love God and love others. It's as simple as that. If you love people, you will never come second by putting others first. And when you put others first, you ultimately put God first. And I would say that's my biggest encouragement. Just be, just be kind. Um, if you wake up every day and be like, I'm going to be kind to someone, you ultimately are doing God's work. Like you, you are being a Christian just by making that choice. choice. And um, that's what I firmly believe. I think the practical application of that is just, yeah, be kind to others. Brilliant. Very well said, Jordy. It's so simple. I, I feel, I feel like it's not this massive revelation. It's, it's honestly that simple. Mm. It's the most serious um, conversation Cam and I have probably ever had tonight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we wrap up with some gratefuls, Browning? Yeah, absolutely. George, have you listened to our first couple of podcast episodes? I hope so. Yeah, I listened to a bit of the first one. Um, nice. But, you know, I have been transitioning out of this work period, so I've, I've kind of communicated to you. I have been MIA from all social life because the work hours have been insane the last two weeks. Yeah, we usually sort of wrap up with a few things that we're grateful for at the end of each episode. So do you want to – oh, we'll leave Geordie to last. I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, Easy. you go first. Good going first because if anyone steals yours, you don't look like the one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. To kick us off, I've got – basically what Geordie, Geordie Brown, that is, touched on at the start, and it's the generosity we've had with our donations for our marathon run. We set a target and we've already reached a target and we're not even halfway through our training. So very grateful for that. Uh, the second one is very similar. It's our actual running program. So we're nearly, like I said, halfway through. Um, we're trying to get Brownie to trust the process in our program, which is quite hard sometimes when he runs so far and fast but very grateful for that and the last one is our work the summit series we've got a lot going on at the moment but very grateful that we sit down twice a week and still tune tune into our summit series for my peak mm, that's awesome big jugs and uh it, it's hard like to stay the course with the running um this week we were meant to go backwards from our longest run and the idea of getting like a K away from your longest and not beating it, like that plays a bit on my, I don't know. Is it OCD? I don't know what it is. But... I think it's competitive. Yeah. Competitive. Yeah. Competitive. Want to do, want to do better every time. I think Brownie. That's I'm good with one. you. I'll man. take that. I'm with you. Like, I, every week I'm like, okay, it's the half marathon this weekend. It's like Jordan, your body's never run more than 10 Ks. You can't just go. Yeah. <laughs> Our program is well, very simple. We go three weeks up. And then one week down and then three weeks up and one week down. And that one week down is very hard for Brownie. <laughs> for me, it the is. three weeks going up is the hard part. <laughs> All right. Well, my gratefuls today, um, I had a good chat with my nan and pop this morning, which is really good. I've, I'm very lucky to still have all four of my grandparents around, which I know is not the case for many people sort of at our age. So to have a chat with nan and pop for half an hour on the phone today, um, that was really, really lovely to speak to them. Um, secondly, I've got music. Um, being in lockdown, I drive to Leah crazy with the amount of music I listen to. Um, country Beautiful tune, Crazy? Beautiful Crazy, Belter, nice. twice a day at least. Um, and, and, of course, the um, Hillsong tunes at the moment get a good run. 
Um, and the last one's like interesting. Like even just thinking while we're doing this podcast, like I'm, I'm definitely grateful for you two. Like you two guys are people that I didn't grow up in school with, didn't grow up seeing every day, yet have formed such great friendships with off, off sort of common interests. Um, and, you know, Cam, how much you influence my life day to day. But then, Geordie, over the past sort of like few months, you, you're starting to influence me more and more too. So I'm definitely grateful to be on the call with you boys tonight. It is very, very serious tonight. He's buttered us up, isn't he? Far out, mate. Yeah. Are you crying, Big Jack? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Geordie crying because Dragon yeah, stuffed it again. Yeah, you know. Nah, I'm definitely a few, uh, mate, appreciate you and and love the friendship that we're kind of growing. And even Cam, when he moves over, mate, the run club is going to be strong. <laughs> My, my, my gratefuls, um, something that I've been thinking about lately is, is um, especially in COVID right now, one of the things I've been really grateful for is um, job security. Um, yeah. I've been talking to a lot of friends over the, just recently who are you know, losing work, um, really struggling business-wise. And this morning when I was thinking about my gratefuls, I thought job security and this new job that I'm getting, like how do you go from a, a climate where people are losing jobs, the fact that I've been blessed to get a new job, I was like yeah. completely and, and incredibly grateful for that. Um, secondly, um, I touched on it tonight, but it's been something that I've been doing, thinking about for the last week is just my identity. Um, I think for the longest time, like I struggled with um, who I was and what what I believed in. And over the last you know couple of years, more so this year, I think I'm grateful for having that identity in Christ um, and just thankful that you know I have that faith and have that relationship with him and then thirdly you stole it geordie music man music gets me um you know what geordie i was tossing up between music and outer banks and music just had oh, to tip it on it i kicked off the outer banks you, today brownie you, you got onto it big jugs is on yeah i'm proud of you man. you know I'll, sure take music back. I'll take music back and i'll bring in friday night lights i started oh. with friday night lights and I love American football. It's all about American football. And um, I, you know what? I am grateful for it because, honestly, if I didn't have a TV show in this last week and a half, I don't know what I'd be doing with all this time. So we're all at different stages. So I'm just started season two. Geordie, you finished and Cam's just started. Mm. Cam's, you, you've just started, started like all of Out of Banks, eh? Yeah. Episode I'd two. Be, I'd rather You're on a journey, like, mate. Yeah. You're on a journey. Well, I was, you know, I was enjoying it until you blokes decided to call me at seven o'clock, but that's all right. <laughs> well, I know you were the Dragons game. <laughs> What's the other game tonight? It's South and Para. South and yeah. Pumper. Wonder what's Are they? Yeah, going to flog them. Para suck. Para is <laughs> To any Para people listening, you're, sorry, Para is average. You need, to <laughs> off, you need to get a new identity. I don't know what your structure is when you play. Um, anyway, I think that's my second calling in life. I'm meant to be a coach. All right. All right. We better leave it there before you hurt too many feelings, Geordie. Geordie, um, <laughs> obviously, you know, thanks so much. Hopefully, you know, Cam and I look back on this podcast and we're 100 episodes in and, and you were our first first ever guest. So thanks so much for, for joining us tonight. Um, I hope, you know, I know I certainly got a lot out of it. Um, I hope the listeners do as well. Um, and yeah, good luck with your marathon training, mate. Thank you.
mate. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on, boys. My incredible, absolute honour. Yeah, that was awesome, Jordy. Thanks for coming, mate. Appreciate it.